Hey there, are you a Christian woman ready to experience next level victory, joy, and abundance in your daily life? You're listening to Abundance 1010. I'm Mathisa. And I'm Limbai. And we are friends on a mission to begin living the life God has in mind for us through Christ. The Bible is filled with principles we can adopt and promises we can claim to live fully and victoriously. As your co-hosts, we invite you to take this journey with us as we uncover and apply principles from the Bible to help us live life fully here on earth. Welcome back to episode seven of Abundance 1010. Whether you're in your car, in your kitchen, going for a walk, We are so happy and grateful that you've chosen to hang out with us. If you have been blessed by this podcast thus far, please do share it with a friend because very likely that if you're liking it, you know someone else is going to like it too. So let's dive into today's topic. The last episode and the episode before that, we were talking about our parental relationships. And now today we're going to move to friendship. After establishing a relationship with our parents and caregivers, we as humans need to interact and develop bonds with other people. And we are choosing to speak about this topic because living abundantly includes having a strong social network and having friends. So I'm glad that we're talking about this, Mathisa, because the term friend is often kind of just thrown around these days because with the introduction of social media, you know, how many of us have hundreds or maybe even thousands of friends, let's say on Facebook, but have never actually met the people who we're friends with? (laughs) Yeah. And so it's kind of, you know, the online world has kind of, um, I'll say watered down the true definition and understanding of what a friend is. And so I'm glad we're talking about this because friendships are really important for us to establish and maintain and even to know when to let go. So let's let's talk about this, Matisa. Let's, let's define what friendship means to us. What mm-hmm. does it mean for you? What it means for me is a friend is someone whom you have similar interests, you can be yourself around. You don't have to pretend Mm. you're someone else. Like, this is who I am, and they accept you. And perhaps you have similar sense of humor. You like to do the same things. And I find a lot of the time now, I find even for me now, I find my friends, people who I really call my friends, we have similar value systems. And lifestyle. Mm. So they understand if I'm choosing not to do certain things. And then they understand why I'm choosing to do certain things. Because we have similar value systems. So I find for me what a friend is. What about you? So it's understood. Yeah, I I think that's what takes the pressure off. Because when you meet new people or people who you're not necessarily friends with, maybe your acquaintances, you may not feel comfortable to be truly yourself with that person because there isn't, the friendship hasn't been established. And I think you hit the nail on the head there when, when you said a friend is somebody who you can feel comfortable with and making friends as adults is hard. (laughs) Yeah, it's harder. It is. 
and sometimes they're just friends because maybe if, if you're a parent and you, your children are in, you know, go to a particular school, you may find yourself making friends with certain people. But um, outside of those situations, you may have very little in common. And so defining a yeah. friend can be, it can be difficult in our adult years. It's, it's much easier when we're younger. You know, you know why it's easier? Because when you're a child, everyone's your friend. Everyone who's your age, <laughs> if they're in your class, they can be your friend. They can but be you your know, friend. You know what I find interesting though? When I look at my own children, hmm. I notice that, I mean, we may say that, but my kids do gravitate to other children more than others. So actually, oh. yeah, based on like personality, compatibility, that's another thing that's big. But I noticed that, yes, I mean, they will play with and everyone in theory, but there are certain people that they seem to click more with. Hmm. So that is something I find interesting to kind of just watch them as they're building up their own friendships. So I often wonder whether my kids had the same opportunities to make friends as I did, because I grew up in a, a very safe environment. And back then, too, things were safer than they are now. So I could go outside and play. The only requirement my parents had was to be back before sunset. And mm -hmm. so I could go out to my friends' homes. We lived on a college campus. And so... There was so much freedom. Yeah, there's definitely a different, it's a different time that we're living in. I do know that where I live, we have an enclosed playground. So I live in a townhouse complex and it's fairly private and there is a playground. So my, my kids would go out with some of neighborhood kids and go and they'd play. And we don't have to necessarily be watching them while they're playing, because we know that it's enclosed. But yeah, definitely. I know with just like you've been by, like, I used to play on the road. I used to play in the, the alleyway. Mm -hmm. And my my parents were not watching me the whole time. And we would come back in when it was getting dark. Yeah, these times are different. You talked a bit about mm -hmm. how friendship was for you growing up, just the freedom to, to go out and play and, and spend time with your friends. What did your friendships look like as a child? You know, it's funny you ask that because I find it's been like the same. It's been consistent throughout my life. Um, because as a young girl, I would have a good friend here. Then I have a good friend over there. Then I have another good friend over there. We're not necessarily in a clique. I am not a big clique person or a big world group person because I don't know I just sorry to say I don't have the obligation of it yeah. I want to do something <laughs> yeah it's true if I feel I want to do something with one friend do I need to invite everyone of the group that's just how I am so I would hang out and play with certain people but I was never really big on um, being a part of a girl group, except for when I was in grade six, I was part of the, the cool crowd because my best friend at the time, she was one of oh, the cool nice. kids. Yeah. And so then I was kind of in that group as well. But a lot of the time I would just kind of, there are times I would just feel like I want to be on my own and I'd watch kids play. 
So I find still like that now. I have a good friend here. I have a good friend there, good friend there. And I don't necessarily have a, a defined girl group. That's just not my personality. I like to have my one-to-one friends. And even if it's a couple of girlfriends at a time, that's fine. But I'm not big on the girl group. So that's what my friendships look like. So for the listeners, I mean, you guys know that Vimbai and I are really good. Vimbai is one of my best friends. And then I do have another like best friend. I'll shout her out. Hey, girl. <laughs> she, <laughs> she listens to each of our podcast episodes and she is a supporter. And so, yeah, that's what it looks like. So you, I have Vimbai and I have that other friend of mine. And then I have other friends who I'll talk to on occasion, but I don't have a girl group. What about you, Vimbai? Yeah, the girl groups, you know, growing up, I I think, Matisa, there are a lot of similarities in our personalities and just how we how we view the world, even from when we were kids and we didn't know each other back then. (laughs) But for me, as a kid, friendships were a little tricky and I'll tell you why. So, as you know, I'm from Zimbabwe, but I was not born in Zimbabwe. I was born in South Africa, so spent the first couple of years there. And then from there, my family moved to the U.S. and we were there for a number of years. And then we came back to Zimbabwe, but that at that time, I'd already, you know, I was school going age. And so I was a little bit different from the children in my uh, neighborhood in that I was now coming back and experiencing my own country somewhat as a foreigner, which was kind of strange. And so I talked differently. I, I um, maybe behaved differently. So finding good friends was was kind of hard and I would kind of pick I'd find one person and I remember my best friend when I was maybe seven and eight somewhere around there um her family was from South Africa we were very good friends again because there was some commonality because you know she was a foreigner to Zimbabwe I was you know Zimbabwean yes but I didn't quite feel like I fit in so I'll pick uh, friends here and there from other countries. And what that did is created a little bit of a wedge <laughs> between myself and some of my peers uh, from Zimbabwe. I think they must have thought that I was full of myself and that didn't help. So friendships were a little uh, hit and miss for me, but I would gravitate to people uh, on a one-on-one and then I had a lot of uh, little friends that were were guys too. I, yeah. And I found that I got along with them a lot easier than with the girls, aside from my best friend who who was a, a girl as well. Yeah. But that was, yeah, that was my experience uh, growing up. And now with my friendships, very similar to you, Mathisa, I have a small group of close friends. There's some who I speak to every now and then, and then there's some on a more frequent basis. But I've kept that circle pretty, pretty small. But that and that's what it's like for most adults, that you're close friends. It's a small yeah. group. It's, it's a, a small, small group. Yeah, it's a small group. You don't have, I mean, just the energy to keep up with so many people. <sighs> As an adult, yeah. it's very hard. And the time. And the time. So sometimes you really just have a handful of friends that you speak to on a regular basis. I find that I have friends for different things. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. That, yes. Yes, that is true. Yeah, because there's... Yeah, because there's some who you have, you know, commonality and maybe certain experiences in life. And so 
when that issue comes up, that's the friend you're going to open up and talk to more about that. And maybe another friend, something else. And so it's, it's a kind of a, a different type of, of friendship with each person, you know? It's, that is very true. I, I feel the same way. There's some friends I'll talk about this topic with, and then I'll never really talk about another topic because we've just never talked about it before. And that's not how we connect. So that's not I how agree with you. You know, here we are co-hosting this podcast. Why do you think that we've been able, why does our friendship work? What do you think? You know, you know, I, I think our friendship works because I'll say it this way. I think that we have been able to, to maintain a, a friendship over the years because it's always understood that I know there are times in your life when you're busier, there've been times in my life when I'm busier, we may not connect as much as, as normal as we um, would normally connect, but then we come back and we kind of just continue yeah. on like, like nothing happened. And I think giving each other that space, space. Um, to be yeah. individuals, we know our responsibilities in our families, uh, work-wise. I think that has played a huge part. Yeah, I believe so. I do. I also think that personality-wise, we're compatible because that's something. Not everyone yeah, yeah. click with. Not everyone because I find you know there are people that I'll I'll start talking to and we and we're talking, but I feel I don't feel like we're, we have that friendship chemistry. There is friendship a chemistry. chemistry yes. yes, not just romantic. It's there's also for friends as well. And I find mm -hmm. I don't have that with everyone, right? And we're not meant to have it with every single person because we don't click with everyone. Nothing that, not, yes. not that the person is bad or anything. That is just, you know, it's just the compatibility is not there. And here's another thing that I know every single woman has experienced. We are not petty with one another. Ooh, so, yeah. You <laughs> Oh, but you know what? Oh my gosh, you didn't call me. I haven't spoken to you for like three weeks. What's going on? And it, there's no pettiness because that can really, that can really um, impact a friendship. And you know, us as women, we can be a little bit complicated at times. Yeah. And our relationships <laughs> can be complicated as well. I think with they men, they're a little bit more black and white with how they interact with one another. But with us, oh, but can you believe she said so and so? Because you know what? Here's the truth of the matter. We all have a friend that we have fallen away from. Oh, yes. We have. For whatever reason. There's a, there's a whole gamut of reasons why we are no longer talking to this one woman. Mm -hmm. Because we are complex beings. And it makes for complicated friendships at times. So when you have a friend who just keeps it simple and they understand where you are and like you said, give each other the space to just be, that's a huge thing. So, you know, Matisse, another thing that makes that I think makes our friendship work really well is that it's it's not a one sided friendship. You know, that's we when we talk you're telling me about the happenings in your life and I'm doing the same mm -hmm. and we it it seems more it's it's very balanced and we are giving each other equal time you know it's not like we're putting a timer and say okay go now you go but you're not doing a timer but it, it feels equal right we each have our it own air time yeah yeah because i think we probably all have had the experience of that one friend who when they call you know 
that they're going to be talking about what's going on in their world. And you may get very little (laughs) chance to say what's going on with you. And sometimes that can be so draining. It can be so draining. And, you know, especially when there's a time component, it makes you feel like you don't want to talk to the person. Sorry. It makes you feel like you don't want to talk to that friend as much. So true friendship, good friend, it can't be one-sided. You have to give yourself each other the time to, to speak and to air out whatever you need to air out. Like each person should be able to freely do that. Yeah, that's a huge thing. And and I think the other thing too, and, and I think we'll talk about this more because friendship is a huge topic that I think we need more than one episode to cover. Definitely. But I think the expectations that we sometimes place on friendships mm-hmm. is exactly what you said, Matisa, yeah. will drown out the friendship because as we're getting more experienced with life, we have more responsibilities and sometimes expectations of a friend that you maybe met in your 20s when you had more time and fewer commitments. Now, maybe life has changed for one of you more than the other. And now there's still that expectation of of creating time, the same amount of time as when you did when you were younger. And that's not always feasible. You know, we all often focus on the toxicity of romantic relationships, but there's, there's a lot of that in yeah, friendships. Yeah. Yeah. Like you talked about, Matisse, the pettiness sometimes. The pettiness, we, and, yeah. And the mean girl thing. And the mean girl, and frenemies, right? Enemy, yeah. <laughs> and frenemies. Yes. Very true. Yeah. So, you know, I found some interesting facts about friendships. Mm-hmm. Then I think will be interesting for our listeners. The strongest friendships are formed from the ages of 18 and 26. And this is because during those years, we're more open to trying new things and going to places we've never been to. And that involves meeting new people. Right. And again, usually that time frame, we don't have as many commitments as we are as we have later on in life. And so we meet people, we make friends, and it's exciting. Yeah, But then later on in life, when responsibilities come, we don't have the time. So a lot of the friendships that people have um, as life goes on are friendships that stem from from this age group, the 18 to 26. Yeah. So the two friends I've just mentioned earlier, I met both of these ladies in this time period. One was the age of 20, I think. And then Vimba, I think with you, was like 23 or something like that. You have to remember too that at that age, we are either in university or in college. There's a lot of opportunities. We're exposed to a lot of different people at that time. And it's at that time we're really just getting a sense of who we are. So we've passed the adolescence where we're like, who am I? I don't know. What do I believe? What everything like that. We've kind of passed that stage. And now we're really starting to form who we are. And so then we start to attract people who are like us. And usually after the age of 25, 26, and even late 20, you're not going to do really major changes to your identity, typically speaking. So that is why I think it's at that time we, with people that we meet, yeah, we're going to, we're going to stick with them. You know what I'm thinking of as you're talking, Matisa? I'm remembering the sleepovers. Remember? 
we had some sleepovers with our group of friends. <laughs> well, yeah, we had, yeah, we had a couple. Yeah. That's right. I'm like, what sleepovers? But that's, that's, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I didn't do sleepovers when I was a kid. So what are you talking about? Bimbo? No, that's true. <laughs> Listeners, we did, we, in our twenties, we had yeah. sleepovers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Girls night. Girls night. And they were fun. <laughs> Yeah, they were fun. They were fun. Definitely good times. Good times. Good times, yeah. I yeah. remember in particular, Vimbai, there was this girl's trip that we did some years ago to the States. That was fun. It was so um, spontaneous and so silly. <laughs> it was, we just had a good time. I think it was like, what, five of us or something like that? And we... It was a group, yeah. Five yeah. of us. We it hopped was, into, was, rented a car. Crazy. Yes, it was. We rented a car and off we went down to the States, about four or five of us. Yeah, it was just, I enjoyed that weekend because I was without, I love my children, but I didn't have my kids to worry about that weekend. Mm -hmm. And that mental mm -hmm. load was just like, you, you had, you understand that, Vimba. You Your kids were young too. Sure. Yes. And it was just carefree. Carefree. Yeah, and I called in, and I called in. To, I remember we left on the Friday morning, and I called in sick that day too. You know, it was just, it was just carefree. It was a good weekend. I'm laughing because remember that drunk guy in the elevator? Yeah, I I sure do. I sure do. <laughs> and we have one particular friend that just stormed out the elevator, and here we are. You know. Myself, then my and another friend, we were like really trying to understand what he was saying. So, What's happening here? Yeah, and we this other friend just stormed out. We had no time for this man, and we just had a good laugh about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, good times for sure. So, friendships add to the joy of life. Yeah, and when you can find. A few good friends, like the movie A Few Good Men. A few good friends. You don't need a whole lot. It's funny, in high school, you want to be popular. Well, many people want to be popular. And you want to have, you know, popular girls have all these friends and all that. But mm -hmm. you realize that, that you don't need a whole group of people. You just need two or three really good friends. Yeah, that's true. And you you're good. Through. To carry you through, who you can talk and confide in. Yes. So some other facts about friendship. We make around 29 real friends in our lifetime and only six of them go the distance. Yeah, that is, that's very interesting. Not everyone's going to go the distance, actually. Research also shows that people overcome illness better when they have friends. Mm -hmm. And if your friendships last more than seven years, then it's quite likely that you will continue with that friendship for life. And so like every every seven years, it seems like there's a cycle, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it seems scriptural, like seven years, you know, that's the number of completion, right? So if your friendship yes. can last seven years, they say that about marriages too. If you can get yes. the seven-year itch, if you can get past seven years, then, you know, most part, you have yeah. a higher chance of going the distance. That's right. So something about that seven years that it applies to friendships as well. Very significant number. And there's another fact that I wanted to share with our listeners today. And that, as you can already gather, friendships are important, but especially for women. For men, hmm. family bonds are more essential. 
And I actually said that with my own husband because I, you know, there are times when I need to just talk to one of my female friends. I need to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I know him. His, he really, he, and of course we both, we both love and emphasize our family that we've created. But for him, his family bond is a lot more needed for him than for having a bunch of other friends. And it also mm-hmm. goes to say, this piece of research also goes to say that marriage is important for men's mental health, whereas for women, when they get married, they tend to lose friends. And we've talked about how there's an energy component with having lots of friends and a time component that sometimes you just, it's not feasible to have so many friends and keep up with so many people. Hmm. So, but this suggests that it's important for us to at least have a few friends. At least have a few friends. Absolutely, you have to have a few friends. And and that's true. You know, if if you have a significant other, when you tell your you know your husband something, and you may not always get the the excitement or the rise that you get with your <laughs> with your friends. Head. I am not in my head, listeners. Very much so. <laughs> yes. Very much like, so. Or sometimes I, you want the details. You just want to share okay. the details. And they're not always here for the details. <laughs> Every woman, either you have a significant partner right now, or you did previously, you know what we're talking about, okay? Absolutely, because yes. there are times when I tell my husband something, and he's like, okay. It's a or, flat response. Or, or didn't, we, didn't we talk about that already? I said, yeah, but not from this <laughs> angle. And he said, why is it that women, he's told me, why is that women expect men to be, don't talk to us like we're your girlfriends. We're not your girlfriends. Communicate differently. You can't come to me about the same topic five times throughout the day and say, well, what do you think about it now? It just doesn't work. I asked you before we ate. Now we've eaten. So what do you think about it now? You still feel the same way? Because I'm starting to see it a little differently. Listen, he will tell me, we've talked about this and I I just don't know what else to say to you. So yeah. it's just so different. That's what, girl, you know you need to have your girlfriends. You know you need your girlfriends. Not, men, we, we, we have, of course we love our men, but it, you just, there's something with talking to a girlfriend that just, I don't know, it's just more fulfilling that way. We just get, we just come to the points with another female. Well, and that's the thing. I think because the men are very, um, they want to know the facts of, okay, this is what you're saying. Okay. Facts, facts, facts. You know, they, that's what they want. And plus we want to listen, we want to go on that journey of the whole story of what you're telling us. Like we want to say everything. We want to hear all about the tidbits of this and that and all of everything. We're more excited about that. Tell me the details. (laughs) (laughs) And they could care less. It's so interesting how, how men and women communicate differently. I think one of the things that that we need to do to experience abundance is to check our friendships and to make sure that we're not overextending ourselves in friendships that are no longer serving us, because that can be difficult to do. Because sometimes you've been friends with somebody for a long time, maybe since childhood, and just because they were your friend through a significant portion of your life doesn't mean that 
your friendship is going to remain the same throughout your life. And so I think sometimes we hold on to to friendships and we don't want to let go, even though there have been some changes. And we can tell that maybe it's a bit one-sided or maybe life has taken us in different directions and there's no longer that commonality. Yes. But because we were best friends when we were 10, (laughs) we we have to remain best friends. Actually... Let me ask you this, Mathisa. Do you have any childhood friends that you're still friends with today? And childhood meaning the under the age of 18 or under the age of 12? Let's say under the age of 12. Sadly, no. Mm. I have not. The, the friends that I, I had at that time, I'm unfortunately, I'm not in touch with any of them. Um, at the time, you were such good friends, but then just life, we got older. Here's another thing. I changed schools when I was going to grade seven. So when I was 12, I was at a different school. I didn't have any of the same friends. Uh, okay. So, you know, when you're a child and you change schools, often you're going to just, the friendship just ends, right? Yeah, that's a big perhaps, deal. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps if maybe I was still in that same vicinity of those schools, perhaps maybe I would still be in touch with one or two of them, but I can honestly say, unfortunately, none of them. Yeah. I think there's so much change that happens between, you know, childhood and adulthood. And even as an adult, you may, I mean, you may have met a friend in your early twenties, but even then you do continue. I mean, your identity is set, but you do have some evolutions of yourself throughout the years, Mm. right? Because you may not be exactly the same person when you were 21. Mm -hmm. Your identity is still the same, but who you are, what you're into, perhaps um, you have a different mindset of life on life, then yeah, sometimes those friends don't fit in with that new version of you. So I think it's safe to say that our friendships as women are right up there next to self-care. That's a good way of thinking of it. Because I think they're so vital to our emotional well-being, um, our mental health. Being able to have those one or two or three really good friends whom you know you can count on, you know you can trust and be yourself and just not have to have a filter. You just say what comes out of your mouth and you don't have to worry about that being used against you at another point, or you don't have to worry about that being shared with other people. That, that is a blessing and a true gift from God. So I think we, we do have to prioritize good friendships now, not all friendships. (laughs) Well, it's funny. I was going, now that you're saying that, then I was going to say, one of the things I would say to the listeners, and I think one of our takeaways of this episode is that those two or three friends or four friends even that you can honestly say are your good friends, it'd be best for you to put in some time and some energy to nurture those friendships. Because as we're speaking, we're realizing how much friendships, how much they impact our well-being. And like I said at the beginning, to have an abundant life, that encompasses having a great well-being. And what is that? How does that impact your well-being? 
you, you should have good friends. So nurture the friends that you do have. Nurture those good friends who you can you confide in, who've been with you throughout the years. And if you haven't said, you haven't spoken to one of them in a while, use today to reach out to them. Send a text, send an email, however you communicate. And just reach out and nurture those friendships that are really going to, they really add to your life and enhance your life. Yeah, enhance your life. Absolutely. Check on your friends. Check, Check on, on your friends. friends. Check yeah. on those good friends of yours. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I think we have, I, I think we have uh, covered a lot about friendships today. And I'm looking forward to even delving more into the topic in our next episode, where we're going to examine an example of, of true friendship in the Bible. We'll talk about some of the takeaways that we can gain from that and how we can apply that to our lives. So this topic is really just getting started and we're excited that we can share and, and have you join in. And you know what? We want to hear from you as well. We'd love to hear about your friendships and how has that changed for you over the years? What do your friendships look like? What do your friendships look like? And listeners, you can get in touch with us very easily. We have two ways. One, we have, we're proud to say, we have Abundance1010.com. Check it out. You can listen to our episodes right there, right off that site. And you can send us a message. We will be sure to respond to you. Also, we, are, we have our Instagram page, Abundance1010podcast. Send us a DM. We will be happy to hear from you. If you have anything you want to say about friendships, reach out and we'll be sure to answer. All right. Well, thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Take care for now. Take care. Bye.